broadcasting from the Live Network Studios in West Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's the Quizzo Trivia Podcast with your hosts, Nick and Drew. To participate, tweet us at Quizzo Podcast or send us an email at info at quizzopodcast.com. That's Q-U-I-Z-Z-O. Now, here are your hosts, Nick and Drew. Well, Mr. Burns had done it. The power plant had won it. With Roger Clemens clucking all the while Mike Sosha's tragic illness made us smile While Wade Boggs lay unconscious on the barroom tile We're talking softball From Maine to San Diego Talking softball Manningly and Canseco Ken Griffey's grotesquely swollen jaw Steve Sachs and his running with the law We're talking home Oh, it's that time again. Baseball time coming back, Nick. We're going to have baseball again in all of this. Is that official baseball back? Yeah, they're coming back. The, the plans are in the works, I think. Uh, I, I saw that the plans were in the works, but I thought that the players were holding it up because they didn't want to do that revenue split. It sounded too much like a uh, salary cap. Yeah, there's going to be baseball in July, Nick. Yeah, uh, don't I don't even get me in that mindset. <laughs> I, don't think there's any, I feel like the NBA is going to come back sooner, sure, sooner sure. than baseball. I do. I do. I just think the NBA set up better for it because you have less players. Uh, the season's almost over. So literally, they could just go right to the playoffs if they wanted to. And I heard that they're looking for like a host city, possibly Orlando. Yeah, it's definitely going to be Orlando. Gonna, it's definitely going to be Orlando. They're sending the entire NBA to Orlando to play all the games there so they don't have to travel. I love how the mayor of Atlantic City was like, oh, come to Atlantic City. You could play the rest of the NBA season in Atlantic City. That'll happen. And people were like tweeting it like that was actually a possibility. Like the NBA <laughs> would be like, hmm, let's see. Walt Disney Resorts in Orlando with nothing but just spectacular hotels and accommodations in or Atlantic or City. Oriental Avenue. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the entire Portland Trailblazers team at like Delilah's. Oh, I don't even go to Delilah's. <laughs> right, that's what I'm saying. Not gonna. So happen. I can't imagine those guys. Nah, not gonna happen. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, welcome, folks, to episode 162 of the Quizzo Trivia Podcast, the official return of Quizzo Trivia Podcast, Nick. Because it is exciting for me to announce that we're going to do a drive-in Quizzo uh, with the help of Vagabond in Atlantic City. And that's the first time we're reporting back to duty for anything Quizzo related in person. So it'll be sort of like 50 movie style. Hope to have an FM transmitter that'll allow me to do the broadcast in what close is that, range. What is that, Tuesday night? Tuesday night, yep. Yep, Tuesday 7 night? o'clock. It was leap year, right? So yep, you, missed, it, you went from, uh, you, you had Father's Day last year was your birthday. So. Correct. So it's a couple leap days after Father's Day. Day. Yep, so. Yep. Uh, but no, uh, I, I think things like this will start to happen, especially as outdoor dining opens up in areas where it gets warmer and nicer and easier uh, to do that, um, you'll start getting trivia back uh, in those environments. Well, it can't get any worse, can it? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> it's, Two months of no trivia. Got to get something going here. So. Uh, it, it is time. We've been 80 days, 80 days out. So, uh, you know. Well, June 16th, It's that's not even close till now. I mean, that that's almost a that's, month away. No, it's three weeks. <laughs> it's three weeks. And, and honestly, I could have done it a week earlier, but I needed the extra week of, of preparation more so than anything else just to see how. 
I don't understand. My kids have school until June 19th, and we had no snow days this year. Does that seem right? Yeah, because it was supposed to be to like June 24th uh, with the snow days added in. But I oh, do, I do, th- I do think the idea what? of snow days are a thing of the past now. Now that we've done this, like you have a snow day, you're working from home, and that counts. Oh, that's a good, that's a good point. That is a very good point. Yeah, I would take that every single day of the week as a kid, where I didn't have to go to school. You know, a little dusting. Right, right. Home. But but this has to count. That it's that, not that's, good for the the parents that have young kids though that have to can't go to work because they have to. Stay well, that work. that's why they make the call only under you know real circumstances. But there's zero reason now why you can't have uh, distance education implemented on snow days. Is there zero reason I have to keep saving for these kids to go to college? Because can I just get them college over Zoom at this point? Yeah, sure. Absolutely. College gonna go away in that two hundred thousand dollars that I'm gonna. Well, that farce is over. I think. I think there's a lot of a lot of things that aren't coming back, and that's one of them. The traditional university model of spend through the nose. I mean, I think the combination of Lori Laughlin's kid getting into USC as a crew athlete (laughs) and this. I love that picture of her in on the rowing machine, though, in a gym. (laughs) It's my favorite. Uh, all right, we got a lot of stuff for you in today's uh, Quiz or Trivia Podcast, episode 163 of said podcast. We're getting up there, Nick. Uh, any day now, we'll get that same offer Rogan got for for his po- podcast. What, what, what do you get? He sold yeah, out for $100 million. Dollars. Where he's got all those companies that pay him like a percentage of their company, and then we do the live reads at the beginning of the show. Yeah, it's nuts. Uh, I'll do that all day. You want to send me a piece of vitamin water? I'll tell you how great it is. Um, We are, by the way, though, there will be commercials on this podcast for the first time ever. Live reads done by me promoting our new service. So you'll you'll love hearing that to look forward to. I know so much. Uh, Why don't you guys have advertisers on your podcast? It's like you don't understand the entire podcast is an advertisement for all of the bars and restaurants that across we do the country it. that, is, that we promote. And work. What am I going to do? Go to my go to my client who's you know playing. Say, hey, by the way, hit me up for some extra money so I mention you on the thing. No. Why I don't mention my other clients? Nope, like, that's not how this works. Is that how it works? That's we're, not how this works. We are promoting the brand. And right. We're, we're not here to make money from said podcast. We are here to spread trivia goodness so that the people who loyally play our games at the dozens and dozens of bars all across the the country, uh, when they used to do that, uh, you know, have something fun to look forward to. And so much is in the works, folks. Like, one when thing I can say... they used to do that. That's funny. What's that? It's funny when you said, when they used to do that. <laughs> right. When we, used, <laughs> when we used to actually be able to... Like, remember when it was a quarter to go to the movies? Remember berries? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's actually an amazing uh, uh, picture I have to send you from a Georgia Tech football game in 1918, and everybody in the audience is wearing a mask. And where was this at? Georgia Tech football. Fall 1918. Oh, because of the Spanish flu. Yep. Okay. You gotcha. got it. I was half listening. Okay. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Nick, I'm going to start you off with uh, this is, I got some nostalgia today. We're doing, you know, the drive-in movie theaters, uh, drive-in quizzo. So I figured I would get you a couple uh, car trivia questions. Okay. From a nostalgia standpoint, this for my general knowledge round. So. Start you off with this one, Nick. The Lark, the Hawk, and the Avanti were models of what defunct American car company? Oh, defunct American car company. And one more time, the three? The Lark, the Hawk, and the Avanti. Okay. So 
neither of these three any of my favorite models of car. Um, so I have to just look at defunct American <laughs> car companies. A, a lot of these would have been at the uh, at the drive-ins back in the day. This was a drive-in yeah. car for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I have one company that is no longer with us. That just, <laughs> it's going to be hard for me to get up. And I can almost picture this coming before the word Lark. So I'm going to say the Oldsmobile. Oh, you're so close. Oh, it's like it's twin sister. Oops. Almost. In terms of name. Think of the same number of syllables. <laughs> I don't know. The Studebaker. Oh, geez. Studebaker. Studebaker. Wow. What a no name. Wa- no wonder I didn't get that. I thought the Studebaker was a model. I didn't realize no, that that was, that was a, a car company. that had models. That was a company. Yeah, the Lark, the Hawk, and the Avanti were models of the Studebaker. What I only a, what know a Studebaker name. because it appears in a in a song. You familiar with the lyric? What song? I, I'm not. I, I I should be because um, yes, Studebaker sounds like it should be. Is it Billy Joel? It is Billy Joel. So okay, um, is it the the, the word it, that is it, follows it is television? Yeah, is it uh, scenes from an Italian restaurant? Nope. Uh, okay. Uh, what's come out, Virginia? What's that song? Harry Truman, Doris Day, Red China. Oh, Jones. yeah, Studebaker. Okay, yeah, you're right. We didn't start the fire. We didn't start the fire. Yep. That's right, 100%. Studebaker Television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Studebaker that, that's Television. I know what a Studebaker is. But, uh, there you go. As he goes through it, the defunct car company. Yeah, so the Avanti is actually an interesting story. Seinfeld did a, like, comedians and cars with coffee with the Avanti, and his guest for that was J.B. Smoove. So okay. you, might, you might want to watch that one. It was fantastic. He's like, I just yeah. want to drive a Studebaker. Any, any J.B. Smoove material is much wa- must watch. Uh, he's like, fantastic. Uh, if I can get my hands on anything that guy's doing. I, the, I mean, the story of it is the Avanti is supposed to save the Studebaker. They hired this uh, Ferrari race car driver to build them the ultimate sports car, and he built the Avanti. And the Avanti looks incredible. And he made one condition with the company. They cannot change his design even one iota if he agreed to make it. So they agreed to that. They put it in writing, whatever. Problem was, once it went on the showroom, it became incredibly popular. The orders piled up. They couldn't make them. <laughs> they couldn't figure out how to produce them. So <laughs> the company went out of business. Uh, so, you know, bummer. Was that um, Was J.B. Smoove on Stern? Uh, Do you remember? Yeah, he's been on Stern. Sure. Okay, because th- I think he was on Stern when they were doing when he was talking about the RVs. Was that on Stern? I don't know. I, it is maybe the funniest uh, guest appearance ever. He's talking about. I'm not sure if it was on Stern or not. I don't know why it's not ringing a bell that it was with Howard, but he was talking about his RV and his experiences as being an RVer, and it is. Anybody who's a fan of J.B. Smoove. Oh, he's the best. Yeah, he's got great stories. My favorite oh. is his story about being a fire extinguisher salesman, and he got fired because he had extinguished so many sales pitches, he set some dude's house on fire because he his fire extinguisher ran out during a demonstration. Can you imagine you show up at somebody's house and you're giving a demonstration of fire extinguishers, and you set the place on fire. <laughs> I thought fire extinguishers are only good for one use. Is that no. is that not true? That is not true, apparently. I thought once you use the fire extinguisher, you're done with it, and you got to get a new one. I don't know. Of course, that's what my wife told me when I I used the I had to use a fire extinguisher once because 
Uh, I have a smoker out my back, or I should say I had a smoker out back. I mean, I still have one. I'm on my second one. The first one I set on fire and I used the fire extinguisher. And she told me that once you use it, you got to go buy a new one. Oh, that's crazy. Well, I I have these like uh, cans that have like a spray and it works like a fire extinguisher. But it's it's probably multi-use. At least that's what I think. Um, All right. What do you got for me? Well, I remember you were bragging on me a little while ago that you were doing some studying of the Italian language. <laughs> Gave that up. <laughs> <laughs> so I waited all this time to see how well that's going. Not well. I, you know what? Two, I just, I can't learn another language, dude. I'm too old for it. Too old I'm for it. One of your favorite categories and tying it together with the Italian language for you. Fair enough. Not going to get Mushrooms. It. Mushrooms. Okay. Porcini Mushrooms. Get their name from the Italian word for what animal? Ooh, okay, that's a good one. Porcini mushrooms. Get their name from the Italian word for what animal? Hmm. I'm going to go with pig. You got it. Swine. Little pigs. That's what porcini that's a, that's is. Exactly Little what pigs. Is. Yes, that is correct. I did get to the animals section in Duolingo, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Good for you, man. Well done. <laughs> you know what? Now I'm angry at myself that I quit. I'm going to get back on the horse and, and start going back up with my Italian lessons. I enjoyed it while I was doing it, but uh, I just, you know. Well, I, I think in this world, too, especially post-coronavirus, I mean, if you learn 50 words in a language, you're good. Yeah, I, I mean, think really, so. Especially with Google mean? Translate, too. You know what I mean? I mean? Y- you know, hello, yes, no, please, bathroom. Beer. <laughs> what else? Do I mean, really, I just get through on those five words. Uh, the only thing I remember from Spanish class growing up, I probably have made this joke before on podcast, but is if anybody needs more time, please raise your hand. Quienes necesito más tiempo, levántese llamada. That's that's the expression that I remember because my the teacher only, said it all the time. Somebody gave me a tip once, and, and it just makes so much sense to me. Whenever you're, uh, you know, overseas, and it's just if a Japanese guy came up to you and started talking Japanese, you would. Walk away. But if a guy came up and just said, hello, please, something, you'd work with them. Of course. Right? So you do the same thing when you're over there. That's it. Greet them in Italian. Say hello in Italian. Please. In Italian. If you give them any uh, effort. Uh, gonna, somebody starts coming up to you and hammering you in, in Chinese. You're just going to be like. Yeah, I'm going to run for the hills. I'm going to assume he say he's putting some sort of witchcraft on me and I am going to be frightened. Okay, let's move on to this one. This is a good one. What car company sponsored America's astronauts in the 1960s? So you want to talk about a sponsorship deal? Hit me with some uh, Americana here. Nostalgia. Okay. I, I, we did drive-ins. We're doing drive-in quizzo. I figured, why not right, come so, hard with some nostalgia? So there's a car company that sponsored the astronauts. Yeah, I love it because like Norm McDonald does a great routine about how like parades aren't what they used to be. He's like, I hate when, he's like, when I was a kid, you know, the, the guys that went on the moon, they threw a parade for him in the Heroes of Canyon. He goes, now if you go to San Francisco. Parades are a whole different thing. <laughs> He's like, what they're celebrating is something completely different than space travel. Um, uh. <laughs> so, you know, those were the real superstars. You know, those were the Michael Jordans oh, ab- of the day. Abso- absolutely. Absolutely. I just I, I can't believe that 
a car company would have sponsored them and it wouldn't, you know, like I think of like Tang when I think of the astronauts. I, right. I don't think of, uh, I, I can't think of a, a consumer well, product. Let me ask you it this way. If you were an astronaut, who would you want to be sponsored by back then? What would be the coolest sponsorship in the 60s possible? Is it an American car company? Hell yeah. In the 60s. There probably is no cooler American car in history. Well, I mean, the Corvette is the go. car that... Bingo. Okay. Yeah. Corvette was the sponsor okay. of America's astronauts in the 1960s. I was thinking more of Chevy Ford, not the actual model. No, nah, so there's this great picture of the three, you know, of, of the stallions all on a Corvette, like sitting in their full astronaut uniforms. And that was like the first ad that Corvette did. Like, think about how that changed, you know, ad history in terms of getting these people to be sponsors, uh, you know. Uh, to be the voices of a product and, and to create yeah, the 100%, cool factor. That, it's amazing. That Corvette is the coolest car of all time. I right. love it. But that's part of why it became the coolest car of all time. <laughs> you got the, the coolest I'm people ever. Guys that, that went to the moon and back. I would have thought that that's something that I would have seen, and I, I can't recall seeing that. Nick, I only knew about it because I when I was doing the research, I was like, how do you like that? I was like, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. So, but uh, I had no that's idea. why we do what we do. That's Drew. exactly right. I mean, with this much time on our hands, we have to come up with new and more interesting stuff. You know what I'm saying? So, get a theme and run with it. All right, move on to sports. Sounds good. I know you're all fired up about baseball, but I came in with NBA. I have uh, all baseball, and I have two of the all-time. All right, great. Great I questions. Got two great NBA questions. So. Perfect. All right, I'll go first. Um, you know, wrapping up the, the last dance, I know you were a fan, so I got to come at you with some Bulls trivia here. I love this question. I think it's hard, and I, I just I, I love it the way it's written here. The 1993-1994 Bulls had three All-Stars. I'll give you two for 10, all three for 20. If you can name the three All-Stars from the 1993-1994 Bulls team. All right. I mean, it's a, the two or the give me. That's your 10 is Jordan and Pippen, obviously. If you so I already got you. Oh, I already got you. Oh, wait a second. 93. <laughs> that's why I love it. 93 Bulls. The 93, 94 Bulls. You know, like the OK, so he had retired. Yes. OK, so Jordan's out. OK, so yeah, people don't realize that team lost in the Eastern Conference semis to the Knicks in seven games. People don't realize. But I realize I was there. No, I, I know, but I, I'm saying in, in general. That I mean, was that the team, famous, that series was the famous uh, Pippen Duncan over Ewing yeah, where he yes, just just walked yes, over he just his head. Him. That he was an incredible him. series because that was the series Scottie Pippen quit on the team and Tony Kukoc yes. hit a game-winning shot. Yes. I was there, yes. by the way. Yes. I was in the audience when oh, that happened. Oh, Kukoc hit that yeah. in New York, huh? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What that, was that, that, that game whole night. three? That was, what, what, no, that was game five. That was game five? was game five. Yeah, mm. the Knicks won the first two, I believe. Uh, yeah, that's why I thought the Kukoc coach was game three. Oh, so Chicago. in Chicago. Yes. Yeah. Because they were down 2-0. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. Ewing right. hits the two-pointer. Two if Kukoc doesn't hit that shot, the Knicks could have gone up 3-0. Right. I'm confusing it with something else, but the – all right, so it went 2-1, and then I don't know that it went 2-2. I think it went 3-1 and then 3-2, and then 3-3, and then 4-3. Okay. Because I believe the Knicks blew a game in New York a after that whole thing went out. Um, 
Makes that sense. That was a brutal series. Oh, okay. So, <clears throat> so I'll give you a do-over on the question. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. The 93-94 Bulls. Right. That team had three All-Stars. Two for 10, all three for 20. And you've got Pippen, who is obviously... Horace Grant. All right, you got your 10 points. Who's the other guy? I'm going to say Ron Harper. B.J. Armstrong. That's who took over for... Uh, Ron Harper took over for B.J. Armstrong eventually when Armstrong yes, went to Yes, B.J. Armstrong ended up going to the Charlotte, Charlotte Yeah, yeah. No, I... Ah. Now, it's a great question. That's a great question. Right. It's very, very, it. very, very hard. And it's funny because the biggest setback the Bulls had was losing Horace Grant to the Orlando Magic the following year. Um, and I remember, yeah. you know, that really changed the balance for a short period of time for a couple of years. Even when Jordan came back, I think he lost to Orlando in, in a series um, after he'd only been back for a couple of games. <clears throat> I was also at Madison Square Garden when he scored 55 points against us. That was fun. That was the first game back. I remember how thinking to myself, as long as we win this game, I don't care how many points he scores. Final score, Bulls 113, Knicks 111. He sure can jump. <laughs> All right, so you got a great one. I'm gonna I'm gonna go um go with this one first. Uh if I give you the, his nickname, it almost gives it away too easily, okay? So that, but the the crowd is going to have the nickname, just so you understand that. Okay. But what former Texas Ranger also holds the record for most home runs in college baseball history? So what former Texas Rangers slugger is also college baseball's all-time record holder in home runs? Man, this is tough. Because the, te- the Texas Rangers have had sluggers. I mean, if there's one thing. This guy's a slugger. He's a name. But if I give you the nickname, it's freaking over. <laughs> there's, it's so, it's it's such a, like, soon as you wait, have wait. the nickname, it's like done. But, so, I mean, the, the guy that comes to my mind when it comes to Rangers sluggers with a prominent nickname is actually one of the last guys I would guess for this question because I just couldn't picture him playing college baseball. But the nickname of Pudge Rodriguez is just so Pudge, synonymous. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, and you know what? I, as I was saying this, I'm like, ah, he's gonna say Pudge just because I. Well, just because you're, the you're nickname. But, but yeah, yeah. See, he's the last guy I would guess. Yeah, he didn't even play college, college baseball. baseball. He didn't. He didn't even play. Um, so moving off of Pudge, I don't know if this will help you at all, but this guy's a massive fantasy sports fan, and he still play. You know, he plays. He's actually a. Uh, uh, an executive with the Skeeterland or, or the uh, the Sugarland Skeeters of the Atlantic League in minor league baseball, which is the same league the Atlantic City Surf played in. Okay, so none of that helped me at all. Okay, his nickname is one of the characters from Pac Man. Clyde. Nope. Is it Inky, Blinky, or Pinky? Yes. You got his nickname. Nicknamed Inky. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Inky. You got it. Um, yeah, the, it, it's the, the 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 nickname is Inky. That's correct. And it's Pete Incavilia. 
Boom. There you go. It took a while, but yes, Pete Incavilia is the He was not he was not he was not one of the first people I was thinking. I, I well when honestly, you when the question is asked I nicknamed the Pac Man clue. Right. When the question Pac-Man. is asked, nicknamed Inky, what former major league baseball player is also right. the it's, record it's holder. It's too easy for, for me with that with the clue, but it's too hard without too hard it. without the clue. That's exactly right. I knew that. I knew that. It's one of those it's a it's a beautiful <laughs> question because I can put that clue. Um, you know, and I think Incavillian Inky is still there, right? I think people know yeah, that. For, base, for baseball fans, they'll, they'll, they will yeah. remember Pete Incavillian. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The next one I got is even harder. <laughs> but it's, right. it's, but it's, the, it's the best question I've got, I've had in maybe since we've started doing this in terms of the one of the most interesting things uh, to think about. All right. Well, I'll, I'll go back at you in the NBA here. Do it. This time, two for 10, all four for 20. Ugh. And, but this is gettable. This is absolutely gettable. But also, I, I find this to be astonishing. There's only four retired NBA players that won the most valuable player award, but never won a title. In the history of the NBA, only four retired players have won the NBA MVP, but never won a title. Wow. So, I mean, it's a great question. It's a, it's a, it's a marvelous All question. Four guys. Wow. So two for two. I feel like there's two obvious ones, and then you got to dig a little bit, but you, you can get there. Uh, Sir Charles Barkley. He's the first guy that comes to mind. He is the Dan Marino, right? 100%. Of the NBA. There is no Best player. There is zero question in my mind that is the answer to that. <laughs> so right. now there's a, there's another guy who actually outstats Charles as far as like if you're if you're talking about that type of player. Um, who also never won a title? Carl Malone, you got it. The mailman. Yeah. Those are the those are the two that that, that right away. Hundred percent. I, I was ten ten points. Uh, and I mean, I was going to say Stockton. Stockton never won the MVP. Oh wow, so that's that's surprising to me. All time assist leader in the NBA, the years he had, but I know Malone did, and I know he won it over Jordan. Jordan was furious. Um, yeah, what well, is kind of ridiculous? How about Dominique Wilkins? Not on the list. Hmm. I didn't know that didn't he, he won. He won a title with the 76ers. He was on that team in '83, wasn't he? Dominique Wilkins for the Hawks. I, I could be wrong. No. Yeah, I could be wrong. No. He, he played his whole career with the Hawks. Okay. Um, he wasn't drafted by the Hawks. We had that not too long ago. He was drafted by the Jazz, I think. Uh, he wouldn't go to Utah. <laughs> He's like, nope, no thanks. Um, I mean, did Ewing win an MVP? I, I nope. don't remember an MVP year for Patrick Ewing. So, see, the good ones all won. The the ones that come to my mind all have won, unless it's somebody recent who won an MVP. Like, what about Giannis Antetokounmpo? Well, he's. He's not retired. Oh, okay, that's, that's right, 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 right. Okay, so retired is the correct. Yeah, there's a couple out there who aren't retired who have won, but these are strictly guys that are retired. Hmm. Yeah. So let's see. Uh, Clyde Drexler. Nope. Don't have it then. I mean, I, I knew the the two that I got easy are Barkley and Malone. I think those are who come right to mind. Um, I'm probably just sketching on who the other two are. Maybe it's before my time, after my time. One guy, I mean, yeah, it's just, you know, at, at this point, I think that that's why I did two for 10, all four for 20. But yeah. um, can you believe Allen Iverson won an MVP award? Oh, yeah, that would have been somebody I thought about. Yeah, I didn't. I, 
that's a good one. That's a very, very good one. He had a great year. That year he took uh, the Sixers to the finals, and they won that game one against the Invincible Lakers. That was something else. And then the other guy it, is actually a two-time Most Valuable Player Award winner, and people will argue that, you know, whether or not he deserves it or not, but Steve Nash. Oh, really? He won MVP twice? I'm pretty sure Steve Nash was back-to-back MVP. I, I know he won one. Wow. Um, but I think Steve Nash won back-to-back. And He's Canadian, sure and he the, loves soccer. I think the argument was people were tired of Kobe – uh, winning it. I love yeah, that. Twice. I love that argument. Well, look at LeBron. Like LeBron could have won it 10 times, but people get, yeah, 2005, 2006, Steve Nash was the NBA most valuable player. So that's coming at the expense of Kobe Bryant. Those years. I'm sure. That's crazy. All right. It's a great one. Um, I, again, I never would have guessed that. I just had no idea that that guy won. Two, let alone one. All right. Um, with the initials TZ and MS, name either of the two Major League Baseball players that have hit a home run on a record 11 different Major League Baseball teams. Todd Zeal. You got one of them. What was the question? Name them both? Yeah. 20 points. Ah. MS, TZ. You got Todd Zeal. You never would have gotten that without that, right? No way. No way. <laughs> no way. But the, the the initial Z is just so helpful because how many you know. people named Z right. do you know? Right. And like Todd Zeal is just one of those guys that jumped around, so it, it didn't that, that didn't take long. Uh, the other guy I'm looking for is M S. M S. Well, the good thing with the questions like these is is you know it's nothing too far in the past because players just didn't move around like that. No, 11 teams. I mean, you, by the this, time you're this on guy, your third team, you're out of the league. Yeah, this uh, guy probably uh, played on both of our teams. <laughs> I, he might, he very well could have been a Met and a Brewer for all I know. He's just one of those guys that I could picture wearing almost every jersey in major leagues. And his initials are M.S., right? Yep. And his name is actually a description of something he would do to you. That was an old Dennis Miller joke, is is saying to Norm MacDonald, he's like, uh, I am pay is not only his name, but it's his declaration of, be- of self-being. <laughs> I am pay. pay right. <laughs> I am pay. Uh, man, nobody is rushing to my brain here. Um, I well, don't know. It's the opposite. Got, got, it's the opposite of taking an elevator or an escalator. <laughs> the last name, at least. The last name. Oh, oh, okay. Matt stares. <laughs> <laughs> right it's something he does to you too if he's looking at you funny matt I, stares I had no idea matt stares was in 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 the league for 11 different teams I, he I, had a home run on 11 different teams nick that's that is an amazing accomplishment like it's an amazing accomplishment to have that I mean, kind is of it, is it Yes, it's like it's like a level of mediocrity is... it's a level of mediocrity that's so hard to achieve because 
who would right, right. It's an amazing <laughs> thing that has happened. It doesn't. It's not necessarily an achievement. You know. No, I saying? didn't say it's an achievement. I just said it's an amazing <laughs> thing that it's happened. Okay, I think you said accomplishment. That's what that's. that's well, okay. it, it is an accomplishment. Around to that long. Stick, yeah, to stick around that long and be cut that many times and be that utterly average at what you do. You know, I don't know what Matt Stair's career anything is, but like, have you ever talked about I mean, him being? Do, do you think he like Zeal had some years? Zeal was was a all star for sure. Yeah, but is he just hard to get along with? Like, how does he go through eleven teams? I don't know. You know. I mean, it's just a crazy amount of teams. All right, I am going to ask you how many career home runs do you think Matt Stairs has hit? Two hundred eleven. 211? Yep. Knowing nothing about this man's career at all outside I, it's of... A, it's an excellent guess. I would have guessed over that. I was I had him at like close to 300, but not quite there. Anyway, he ends up with 265 for his career. Okay. That's not bad. How about batting average? What, what, what do you think batting average? You have his stats up? I have it right oh, in front okay. of me. I already saw it. Oh, that sucks. I, I, what you, I would. What do you think he? What do you think they register his weight at and height? Height and weight. <laughs> Matt Stairs was quick, a plump taller man. or shorter than me. Taller or shorter than me, Matt Stairs. Taller. It's shorter. Be. What? Five, nine. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, it's five nine. <laughs> uh, so what? Five nine two twenty. <laughs> They have him listed at 200. Like, my ass. That's me. My ass. I'm 5'9". I'm 5'9", 181. (laughs) Jeez. I think he might even be Canadian, if I remember. This is what's the thing about Matt Stairs had a run from 97 to 2000. He was on Oakland, right? I mean, that's where I remember him. But I also, I'm pretty sure he was a brewer. Like, I remember for some period of time, he was a Milwaukee brewer. I don't know how Milwaukee long, but I feel like we, we got him at the trade deadline. Years old. He was a Milwaukee Brewer when he was 34 years old. Oh, geez. Yeah. But he had a run where he hit 27, 26, 38, and 21 home runs. Yeah, he's part, wasn't he part of that like whole Billy Bean uh, rebuild squad from Moneyball? Like, that's, yeah. that's who they got to platoon? Like, he was one of those guys they got to platoon to fill the role This is of what's crazy. He played till he was 43 years old. Well, that's that's how the guy hit a home run on 11 different teams. But Amazing. It's crazy. I mean, he went from... I love careers like that. Oakland, and then a year with the Cubs, a year with Milwaukee, a year with Pittsburgh, two years with the Royals, uh, a year with Texas, a year with Detroit, a year with Toronto, a, a, a year with the Phil... Two years with the Phillies, a year with the Padres, and a year with the Nationals. I mean, that is that's just amazing. insane. 43 years old. 19-year career. Oh, my God. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven teams that he played one year with. <laughs> two teams he played two years with. So that's nine. That's 11 He's years He's got to be career. an unlikable guy. Like, what what are the things? He must have been a completely unlikable guy. Yep. That's, that's my only guess. That is, fa- that is a fascinating, a fascinating thing right there. Uh, all right, want to move on to some geography history? It appears time. Okay. Uh, what you, I got three on the deck, so you want to go first or you want to go second? Yeah, yeah, hit me with one then. All right. Um, Nick, the first Neanderthal ever was discovered in what country? Hmm. Wow. 
to just lay it out with no well here's here's what's even crazy anything i mean the name neanderthal is actually a region of a country the name was given because they found the person there but Mm. the word actually is just the name of a region of a country so neander yep neander is a region of a country the neander valley neanderthal neanderthal valley how do, how do the grapes grow in the Neander Valley? There might be some grapes in the Neander Valley. It's possible. You know, this is something I'm sure I've seen in my life because I have looked at this before. But, like, nothing big is coming to my mind. That's a, it, 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 to me, it's not something like a like a France or a Germany. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's like a... It, I made a noise. <laughs> France. Germany. <laughs> there you go. Yes. <laughs> Neanderthal Valley, Germany, right outside Dusseldorf. Wow. Yep. How about it? Yeah, that's where I they thought found, I would have known that. That's where they found the first thought. Neanderthal and they just called it Neanderthal. I always thought Neanderthal was some sort of word like, you know, like a scientific right. word <laughs> meaning Homo erectus. Right. Erectus, or right. It has nothing to do with that at all. It's a region where they found the guy. Which again is interesting. It is one of the great things to call somebody that is a bonehead, though. Oh, a Neanderthal? Like that that Absolutely. Neanderthal. Well, like, that would suck, though, if you're actually from cut, there. It's like everybody from right there is the... actually a Neanderthal. It's like, where are you from? I'm Neanderthal. You're, so you're from Neanderthal? Yes. So you're technically a Neanderthal. Yes. You look like early man. <laughs> that's a good line. That's, a, that's uh, right. a Don Rickles line right there. Sir, you look like early man. So are you are you looking for two geography history questions for me or just one? Uh, you can give me two. Okay, Saint Croix, mm-hmm. Saint James, and Saint Thomas are collectively known as what? The Virgin Islands. More specific. Uh, the British Virgin Islands. Ah, aha! Did I get you? Is that correct? I got you. Oh, is it the, the U.S. Virgin Island or the U.S. Virgin? Well, Saint, which ones did you give me? St. Croix, St. James, and St. Thomas. What about St. Lucia? What about St. Lucia? I've never been there. Isn't that one of the U.S. Virgin Islands, too? I've also never been to St. Croix. I've been to St. Thomas. I think I've been to I think I've been to two of those, and I've been to St. Lucia. But yes, you're you're correct. That's the U.S. Virgin Islands. There's also the British Virgin Islands. I can't remember which is which. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, is uh But I thought Saint Lucia was a US I don't think Saint Lucia is uh let's see. It's a sovereign island country in the West Indies. Good for them. We're our own thing. I have to look into Saint Lucia, see what's going on over there. I I heard some I know somebody that went there and I don't know. Not a fan. Well, I just like put it this way: like I won't be going to St. Lucia anytime soon. Yeah, I like Aruba. I, I'm, I doing, I'm doing a lot of a lot of research on Aruba. The, well, the things I like about Aruba are a, uh, it's Dutch soccer. Well, the soccer thing's nice, but it's below Dutch the, laws. Dutch laws, and it's it's owned by the government of the Netherlands. So if you buy property there, there is a confidence level I have. You know what I'm saying? 
Yeah. Versus you know you're, you're not worried about like somebody just taking it from you. <laughs> right. Like, like, just waking up is, one day and this being is like, "Mine now." Right. This is right. not your place anymore. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So. <laughs> There's there's you, laws that they follow there, yeah. uh, and and the nicest part about it is that it's below the hurricane zone, so it almost never gets hit by hurricanes. My favorite island was was the Cayman Islands until oh. like you know you go to a restaurant there and it's twenty five dollars for a hamburger and it's like hey, it's I a just, tourist I, trap. You could it wears there. on you. Yeah, it's beautiful though, but it is. It's very nice, Georgetown capital. Of the I'm Cayman okay Islands. with Puerto Rico. It's just you got to be in the right spot. You know, it's like you know, you go to Puerto Rico. It is America. It is. It's right next to the Dominican Republic and Haiti. But uh, yeah, I I don't know. I like I like uh, I like Aruba as a I'll take a big pass on the Dominican Republic for the rest of my life. (laughs) I went there once and uh, you're good. Yeah, I'm good. It's just a really long way to go. And then you get there and you have to stay on your resort. And I'm just I'm not a resort vacationer. I cannot stand being Stuck. Go listen to Seinfeld's routine about that. He's like, you pay literally thousands of dollars to pack up a minimal amount of stuff so you could lock yourself in a much smaller room and fight with your wife. <laughs> That's I what happens. Fight with my wife when I was there. So we, we were on the same page. But we were just like, like I'm not one of those people that wants my vacation, you know, uh, with a cruise director. Like I want to do my own thing. Yeah, you know yeah I mean? exactly. Like, I want to. It's very organized. Uh, you know, and that's just I don't. I'm not looking for organized. I don't need arts and crafts time, buddy. Yeah, right, right, exactly. All right, uh, let's see. I got one for you, Nick. The first novel ever written with a typewriter was what American classic? I think I know this. I think you finally gave me one in my wheelhouse here. Good. I want to take a big old swing at The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. Nailed it. Mark Twain, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer, the first ever typewritten novel. I love that question because it's finally it's one of those questions that the answer is like, yes, I'm glad it's this. It has I mean, to it be is the well, most popular American novel. I said American classic. The There's right, what, right, right. four of them. <laughs> you know what right. I'm saying? You have a 25 percent chance of getting the right one. And if you think smart enough, what are you going to say? You're going to say, uh, uh, you know, to kill a mockingbird. Dude, it's 100 years after the type, you know what I mean? So you got to right though. The worst is when you see a question like that. And then the answer is something like fly to the moon. And you're like, what? 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 I never even heard or, of it. Right. Like, well, you know, yes. Odds of the first novel on a typewriter actually being, being one that's worth it. Popular one. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. Here we go. Nick question. What famous body of order is adjacent to the Henry David Thoreau Center? Walden Pond. Hey, oh, I, g- I gave oh, you a, oh, I gave you a, I'm starting to roll. That's a softball. Come on. That's I'm a, starting to roll. Yeah, that's a good one. Though. Have you ever seen Walden Pond? Yeah, didn't we? Wasn't I with you? Mm, no. Yeah, I've seen it. I thought I was with you. I, We're driving I, I back from went. Vermont. Oh, you know what? It was when I was living in Boston. That's yeah. what it was. When yeah. I was living in Boston, I drove out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I didn't go. That with makes you. sense. But no, there's um, so they they built like a museum, like right adjacent to the, uh, the pond that you can, you know, if you're going to go for a tourist thing, go up there and learn all the history. Beautiful about Henry country. David Thoreau. About oh, yeah. three months out of the year. <laughs> Beautiful country. <laughs> three months. It's amazing how many places in the United States are unbelievable for like short periods of time. I know every it's year. all the same, and most of them are the same months. period of time. So yeah, like, so and I like happen Wisconsin, to live in one of them. So I never want to travel during it because I'm so heavily invested in that season here 
that it's like, am I going to save up to travel? Not, you know, during that time? Absolutely not. hundred oh, percent. Correct. That's you live at the place that everyone dies to try to get to for those three months out of the year. You can't leave during those three months out of the year, to go to other places. It's hard. Right. That's why I'm, I'm all about getting out in February, March and April. I, but I do like, <laughs> I, I do like the fall down here more than the summer. So I would be, I would be Fall's fine going to like Wisconsin for August so that I could check out Packers training camps and Brewers games, go to Lake Geneva, which is amazing. It's one of the most beautiful places in the world. Like I can do that for a week, even during yeah, the summer. The fall, the fall is the best. And that's when I, I, again, that is where I like to travel to those places. New England in the fall is beautiful. Yep. Chicago in the fall. All, all that is, yeah. All right. I like to go to the cities in the fall because in the summer, the cities are too hot. Awful. Yeah. It smells like hot garbage everywhere yeah. you go. It's like rotting rat corpse. Um, what do you have in entertainment? You didn't let me ask my second uh, history question, so do I got to give this. I got to give you this one, please. Okay, who made their inaugural address on February eighteenth, eighteen sixty one? Who made their inaugural address on February eighteenth, nineteen eighteen sixty one? Abraham Lincoln. Ah, gotcha. Mm. Gotcha. Who was Lincoln's adversary? Stephen Douglas. Oh, uh, oh, if okay, so that's uh, Jefferson Davis. You got it, yeah. Jefferson Davis. Yeah. yeah, that's tough, but I I feel like that lends credibility to him. I don't like that. <laughs> no, not a big Jefferson Davis fan. No, I'm not a big fan of the Civil War. <laughs> not a fan of the Civil War. Where were we at? at this all. was just. This was just about a year or, or so ago. We were in uh, Virginia, staying in. Uh, yeah, yeah. We went out to Chattanooga for that uh, convention. We stayed right, in we Leesburg. Stayed in, we stayed in Virginia. Yeah, we and, stayed and at Washington and Lee University in one of the most like you could not go five feet without seeing a Confederate flag or Stonewall Jackson. Well, like, first of all, the best was, the was best it. Was that who was it? Was it Stonewall Jackson? Who, who, who was the guy that that was down no, there? It that, was the three of them. We're sitting in a bar. We're sitting in a bar, and there's a banner commemorating Robert E. Lee, Jefferson Davis, and Stonewall Jackson. Oh. We like took a picture of it and sent it to our friend. Like are you, I'm sitting in this bar right now. Can you imagine? The, the, the funniest thing about the town was you get off the highway, and the directions were take Jefferson Davis Highway. Way. Yeah. Yeah. To Robert E. Lee Boulevard. And your destination do, is at the corner of Stonewall. Jackson. How do we <laughs> like let that road happen? in the town? And there's like a, there's also a road named like Lee Jackson. And then there's one that's like, like Jackson Lee, Lee, Jefferson yeah, Lee. Yeah, it's it's like every, every road in the town is named after them. And it's like, it's unbelievable. This exists in 2018. Are you kidding me? Oh, man, nah, I'm telling you, I don't want to make I don't want to make bad predictions. But if I was a betting man, <laughs> I would say the second U.S. Civil War, not so far off. Dude, how about the flag on Interstate 81 when you get into Virginia? Yeah. Do you, do you remember? Do, this do flag? I remember the 75,000 foot <laughs> Confederate flag on top of a hill? Yeah, I think I remember it. Oh my gosh! It was the most terrifying uh, thing. It was. Oh wait, it, is that entering Tennessee? That's entering. Is that entering Tennessee? It's, it's, yes, it's the border yes, of Virginia and Tennessee. It's, Bristol. Right. So it's when Bristol. you're leaving Virginia, going into Tennessee, a hundred feet in the air on top of a hill is the biggest flag you've ever seen, and it is a Confederate flag. Yeah, they they are a reminder that they are just prepping. Because just so here's you know. the thing: 
it, what percentage of the U.S. military do you think is Southern? Oh, large. <laughs> okay, right. I, 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 I would like, we should get those numbers, but I would say it's large. Yeah. Not oh, and you go about like you go down another mile down the road, and there's a seventy-five foot cross too. So it's like just in case you were pondering, you know. Oh, gotcha. Well, forty-four percent. Yeah, well, the population of the South isn't that high, so the fact that forty-four percent of the a lot of from California, like twenty percent from California. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Anyway, all right, we can move on to entertainment now. I, I was not entertained by that uh, Confederate flag or that trip to that area, no, <laughs> to no, that no, city. No, no. That was something else for a couple of Yankees to walk into. I was surprised oh, yeah. they didn't start calling us New York. That's my favorite. Hey, that New York's great. in the house. How you doing, New York? Uh, we're not from New York. Yeah, yeah you are. New Jersey. That's yeah, what I said, New York. That's what I said, New York. Everybody from not here is hey, from come New here. York. These two are from New York. I just went with it. Um, all right, Nick. What group of Detroit-based ses- session musicians performed the backing for almost all of Motown recording hits from 1959 until 1972? Oh, that group has a name? Yes. Legendary. They are legendary. How do I not know this? Don't feel bad. Don't feel bad because when I I was like, I heard this through a conversation on some show and they made reference to them and I was like, who? And then I went and looked. I was like, oh. So... So pretty much Motown Records had a band there. So yeah. you go in, you sing, and there's the, you know, it's the back. And these the guys were band. the backing band on literally everything you can think of in Motown's hit repertoire, they were the background band for. Everything. My Girl, yes. Sugar Pie, Honey Bunch, yes. Name name the thing. Because if you think about it, like the Temptations, the Four Tops. They're all singers. They're all singers, yeah, and they all danced out on stage. They never played instruments. Is it like the something wheels, maybe? Ooh. I don't know. That's uh, no, the Funk Brothers. Ah, no idea. The I, I don't Funk feel bad. Brothers. I did not know that. The legendary Funk Brothers. Yep. The Funk Soul Brothers or just the Funk Brothers? Just the Funk Brothers. But you're thinking funk of uh, Soul Funk Brothers, Soul Brothers. Brother. Now, no. yeah, I almost gave you that as a clue. <laughs> it's also the title of a uh, Moby. Is, he Mo- is that Moby or is that the other guy that looks like Moby? Uh, slim, uh, fat, boy, uh, slim. fat boy, slim. Yeah, yeah, it's fat boy, slim. The one that looks like Moby. All right, uh, give me the only best picture winner with a colon in the title. <laughs> with a colon, not not a semicolon. <laughs> full, with a, a pi- with a picture of the human colon in the title. <laughs> the only best winner with a There's colon. There's only one best picture winner with a colon in the title. What is the name of that? How I love, how I learned to love the atom bomb. Did that win best picture? Oh, Patton, you're thinking of? No. Um, oh no no no, not Patton. What the um, uh, Doctor Strangelove. Doctor Strangelove, yes. Yeah. No, it did not win best picture. Didn't think so. I don't know, man. Got me hard on that. No chance of. I, I can't Lord even. Lord of the Rings, colon. Return of the King. Oh, yeah, 
you know. Sorry. Eh. <laughs> Colon. That's what happens to my stomach. That's when I think of Lord of the Rings, I get agina in my colon. Um, All right, uh, ask me one more, and then I have one more in your wheelhouse for you, so I can at least end you with. Oh, thank you. Okay, well, this is this is more along the lines of Have you heard this? Let uh, not much trivia. Um, but do you know who is set to direct the remake of Scarface? Quentin Tarantino. No, nah, that'd be great, right? Oh, yeah. I'd be there now. The Cone Brothers. Pretty good oh, second place, right. though, right? Yeah, I'm excited for that. I mean, they, that no no country for old men was great. Yeah, I, well, they're could, they're good. If there was one, if there was somebody else that wasn't Quentin Tarantino doing something that is beloved as that type of project, I'm glad it's them because they have interesting takes on things. Um, all right, man. One more for you. Do yeah, it. I got a roll. Um, who was Harry's favorite singer on Night Court? That's the easiest question of all time. For me. <laughs> all right, Are you all kidding right. me? Not, I knew you were a fan. So. Well, uh, Night Court's one of my all-time favorite shows, but what's even funnier is, like, as a kid, I had no idea who the hell Mel Tor- Torme was. Just had no idea who he was. I mean, I, I was like, okay, um, I've never heard of this person before. And, you know, later on, in, like, there was no internet then, right? So I couldn't just look up Mel Torme or hear Mel Torme records. Anyway, one day I'm going through my dad's old record collection, and sure enough, the dude's got like six Mel Torme albums on vinyl. It's right after the Neil Sedaka. Yeah, it's his wheelhouse. That's my dad's wheelhouse is Neil Sedaka and Mel Torme. So I used to bust out some Mel Torme records, and uh, you know, there you go. But so that's the answer to that question, isn't it? Nicely done. Uh, He loves Mel Torme. I love Mel. I miss Night Court. Um, by the way, I am rewatching one of the all-time great TV shows. My last shout-out in the entertainment episode, the Larry Sanders Show uh, with Gary Shandling. <laughs> this show is just holds up better than you can ever imagine a TV show from its time holding up. It is so funny um, and has so many incredible guest appearances. It's just it's genius. So uh, if you get a chance, uh-huh. go check out the Larry Sanders Show with Gary Shandling. Larry Sanders Show. That's it. Later. <laughs> All right. Have a great week, everybody. This has been the Quizzo Trivia Podcast. Visit us online at quizzopodcast.com for more information.